Welcome back to another episode of the ACC Now podcast. I'm your host, Jonas Pope IV, NC State beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer. And we are still set up. Literally, they're breaking down uh, the press conference room here at Trust Field in, in Charlotte, right off the, the uh, ACC tournament championship, North Carolina. Knocked off NC State. Uh, let me look at the paper. I forgot to score that fast. 9 5. <laughs> I'm saying we're Darren Vaught. Did I say it right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad we went over it before. <laughs> You've heard his voice, <laughs> ACC Network, ESPN, calling baseball games all year. He's joined us today, I guess. Like I said, fresh off the ACC tournament championship, UNC jumped out on NC State, bring the trophy back home to Chapel Hill. Let's start off right there. Did you see that early start that UNC had? Could you have predicted that coming into that game today? I at what point in the season, right, is is the important part of that because I, I saw a lot of Carolina early in the season. Um, they started off red hot. Now they played most of their games at home early in the season. They had that stretch of nine days where they walked it off like three times, uh, once over Coastal Carolina, which I was on the call for. Uh, it was it was for sure from the start. Okay. They have a very good offense. It's a potent offense. They added Vance Honeycutt, tournament MVP yeah. here in Charlotte. Uh, as a freshman, he's been incredible at the 2020 time. 2020 guy. Yeah, 2020 yeah. guy. The yeah. first freshman since the start of the BB Core era, which was the beginning of the 2011 season, to do that. 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases. He has surpassed the number 20 in both of those. Um, he's pretty good. He's He's a true five-tool player. I think the question always was the pitching staff with this Carolina team. It started off really well for their bullpen and then took a massive dip. They like doubled their bullpen ERA in the month of April. But they suffered some losses that could have been could have gone either way. Um, Scott Forbes, their head coach, talks a lot about the the Virginia. Yeah. series sort of being a turning point they had that series at louisville where there was the wacky situation of a bomb threat right. at the at the park while they were playing carolina at the time of that threat when they cleared out the stadium was up in that game and and probably looking as if they were going to win it that was a game that louisville came back and beat them in they got walked off on against louisville in that series so I mean, yeah, the record was just kind of meh. I mean, 15-15 and 15 in the ACC coming into this tournament. But, man, they, they'd been battle-tested. Yeah. So I, I don't know that I would have guessed, okay, they'll get hot. They'll be the ones to win it. But they probably would have been in the mix. And then NC State on the other side, too. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of teams in this conference and in the country this year that they've sort of they valleyed. They took a, a little a little bit of a spike midseason that right. have come up and started to play well again. And, you know, the, the Pac's offense is as good as anybody's, right? Yeah. They're going to score runs. Yeah, just wasn't their day today in Charlotte. Um, but let's talk about these two teams a little bit more. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I ran into NC State's head coach, Elliot Avent, in the press box a couple days ago. Yeah, I heard he was and hanging out all week. He was. Yeah. He, he's great. Um, <laughs> a national treasure, that guy. So in addition to the many stories and jokes he was telling – he was looking down at the field because he was there. I, actually, I saw him in the press box last year scouting Duke before their final right. matchup against them. Um, so he was sort of doing the same thing against North Carolina. And, and he leans over toward me and Aaron Fitt of D1 Baseball, and he goes, you know what? 
He goes, I'm not, I'm not going to tell my guys this before tomorrow, but he points down at the field. He goes, they're playing a lot like we were last year. Mm. That he saw it. Everything. So he saw, he it, saw yeah. it. He knows what it feels like, what it looks like. And, I mean, North Carolina is playing really, really well right now. And the, the jump from are we going to make it, are we not, what, a month ago mm-hmm. to not only are we going to host, we're going to get, you know, as of the time that we're recording this, we don't know the seating of the hosts. But, I mean, they're at least in the mix to get a top eight. It's yeah. like, there's a chance, Jonas, they could host a super regional if they were to come out of a regional and stay in Chapelville. And that's huge for them, especially, again, with the season that they had. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think they won their first 18 home games uh, at Boschmer Stadium. So, that's I mean, that's massive for them. And, um, they again, I, I can't speak enough about how battle-tested they are. We talked to Vance Honeycutt yeah. here in the, the press conference area after he won the tournament's MVP. He's been their cleanup hitter as of late in this lineup. But early in the season when I saw them first, Vance had been promoted to their leadoff batter, which kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. 28 stolen bases. He's a prototypical five-tool guy. Um so it sort of makes sense, but he got demoted earlier in the year and put all – I say demoted, not really. He got right, right. placed ninth in the, in the order, yeah. right, which is a pretty, a pretty big – it could be a big ego hit. It's a demotion player, in baseball. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. For a player that's not ready for, yeah. for it. Um, but to be a freshman, to, to take the lumps that he did, make the adjustments that he has, that he and both he and Scott Forbes have talked a lot about publicly – make those adjustments and then to come back and he's right back into the heart of the order and producing in big ways a couple multi-home run games in this series um he's come a long way i think we got to remember too scott forbes is a little new to this second year right it's just his second season doing it so i think he's very open-minded and and open to change and making those types of adjustments as a season goes on i give him a lot of credit for this team's success because there was a lot of tinkering. There's been a lot of just trying to get certain guys right in those ways, those small adjustments, and he, he'll credit his coaching staff with that as well. Um, they, they're they on a tear. Man. Yeah. They're, they're, it's, there's no telling. Uh, early in the season, I would have probably told you I could imagine them go, being in Omaha, uh, and then the middle of the season happened, and I would have been like, nah, there's no way. Right, right, right. <laughs> and they're just right back in that conversation again. And for NC State, it, it felt like they were sort of limping into this stretch with their pitching in particular. They had a tough break losing Sam Highfill for most of the season. I think he only made six starts. Mm-hmm. Um, he was presumed to be their ace. And coming into the season for State, that was a strength, is that all their pitching was back. Matt Willitson, who we saw today on short rest, it didn't pan out the decision to go with him, but um, I mean, he's he's a really good pitcher for them as well. And um, of course, Chris Villeman might have had his best yep. outing of the season today. Went five innings, didn't give up a hit, struck out eight, I think. Um, I, w- I want to ask you about you kind of talked about uh, Vance Honeycutt, who you know, <laughs> it's funny you come into this week and you, when you talk about freshman hitters, it was Tommy. It was a Tommy Tank show. Tommy yep. White. I mean, ACC freshman of the year for obvious reasons of what he did. But the advance has kind of made a name for himself these last couple of days to the casual baseball fan. Um, just kind of talk about their prospects of those two guys and just having these two young guys in the league who have kind of 
came, burst into the scene. Yeah, his first well, year. It's funny. I I said it opening weekend. White for NC State obviously took the college baseball world by storm. What was it? Nine home runs in that opening week of play, or something like that. He was on pace to literally hit 100 home runs. And yeah, we knew he really, wouldn't yeah, do right, it. Right, right. But we knew he he's pretty good. Well, Vance. I think in his opening week, I'd have to go back and double-check, I think he hit five home runs in his first week of college baseball. So I said it then, you know, hey, Tommy Tanks is good, but you don't have to go too much farther to find somebody who's another really good freshman. And you could argue with the tools that Honeycutt has, you know, maybe he's the even better option of the two between the two. It's arguable. Like I said, I'm not even really trying to – decide i love both of their games um but it, it's cool it's really exciting because tommy comes into a situation where nc state baseball is about as hot a commodity as ever coming off the trip to omaha yep. they've got great fans that showed out all week long here in charlotte um and vance is a uh, he's a, a, a legacy guy at North That's Carolina. Right. That's his right. dad played it. there his his mom was a, a i believe a track and field star uh, for UNC as well, so it, it's sort of just like where he belongs. You heard Scott talk about it in the post post game presser uh, a little bit earlier. We, you and I did. He was getting a little bit worried that they were going to lose him to pro. Draft, right? Um, and Tommy's very much the same situation. But these last few years, it's benefited college baseball in a lot of ways because we had that shortened draft in 2020. This North Carolina team, actually, we're talking about Vance. Some of the other guys that are like juniors, Mac Horvath at third base included, probably not even they don't even step foot on campus if not for that shortened draft. And they're, they're, they're playing pro ball for uh, – they're three years into a professional career by now at yeah. this point. Uh, it's, done, it's done the world of college baseball some good that some players with that type of talent are actually showing up to campuses. And you got to talk about NIL in that mix too. I saw – I can't tell you, man, how many number 47 tanks. I saw some in the store. Yeah, I saw, I saw some in the in – the, uh, <laughs> In the team store downstairs, they should yeah. have been selling those Tommy Tank shirts along with the Charlotte Knight stuff. Yeah, like, 100%. Awesome. I mean, how cool is that, right? And, you you know, he had the three-home run game. He's he's hit a, a ton of bombs throughout the week and uh, all season long. And, and just to see with his nickname on it, his number, the, the jersey tee, to see those as prevalent as they are, it's like, okay, this is – this is cool for yeah, him. This is great. You know, it's not pro ball, but, I mean, man, he could be playing double A in, in Biloxi, Mississippi right now. I'm just – it's a off the, off the top of my head example, um, and not that there's anything bad about that, but it's just different. It's it's different, and this, this has got a little more juice to it. When you pack the house, largest championship game crowd in Truist Fields history, 10,500, that – that matters. That does matter. It matters. These games broadcast all week. People see it. The exposure's there. Um, you're getting a little, at least a little bit of a kickback with the NIL stuff. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's cool for both of them, Honeycutt and, uh, and, and White both. It's just very, very great for college baseball, for the league. Obviously, it was great for this tournament. Um, it's, it's cool to see them in the, where they are. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll see when everything uh, falls in place this weekend. Darren, as always, man, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. But Jonas Pope, the fourth, I'm signing off on another episode of the ACC Now podcast live from Charlotte.